I hear there's some beautiful chimes in the background we're going to open with. Oh, sure. Yeah, let me just bring them up. Thanks, Matt. That's awesome. Yeah, these things are super cool. I got them. Uh, they were somewhat created by Eric Rankin, who did the Sonic Geometry series. And I guess they're perfect sound and resonance. And the first time I heard them in real life, I was like, what the heck am I listening to? He's like, you probably never heard perfect sound because it's usually detuned by a little bit. So that's like a, the those are the flower of life ones. So it's based on the flower of life mathematics. So they sound, they sound even better in, in person. But yeah, they're pretty cool. They actually translate. Some things do. Mm. And if you, I think if you're tuned in at the vibe level, you, you, you get it. So uh, I'll wait for just a couple of minutes to introduce you formally since people are just coming onto the live. But uh, boy, it's good to see you. And uh, I've been combing through your material and watching some high speed. <laughs> I see that you, you uh, not only listen to some stuff high speed, but then in, on one of your podcasts, you had high speed there. <laughs> well, it's you know, it, it really started in in March when I was trying to decipher all the information that was going on here, and there was just too much. And so I would listen to audiobooks at one point two five and and one point five, and then since this stuff, the amount of inf information I have to go through, I'm at like one point seven five, but I can now comprehend it. So you know, I I stick between you know one point five one point seven five, but there's so much information out there, it needs to be sifted through and it's a great way to double your amount of, you know, information received in a day. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, I've got a little window into your brain with that. Uh, I was listening to you talk about the brain, as a matter of fact, the the amygdala and, uh, and, and then all that technical stuff. I was really hanging on by my fingernails, but I think I, I understood. <laughs> yeah, you know, a lot of that stuff, too, is so important because I kind of, the way that I, remember things and I embody them is is high level overview. I'm not very good at remembering the details, but I could send you the link, right? Like if somebody wants to say, oh, they want to dive deeper, I can send the link. But what I'll remember about it is like the overview. And you know, with the amygdala hijack, basically all it's saying is that our brain can create fear conditioning. And so exactly how that happens, you know, I get a little bit fuzzy in the details like you sometimes, um, but what matters is what the result was so we know that the brain can be manipulated through fear and then it shuts off all of the pattern recognition and new information and that's uh what people can use to influence other people for whatever their agenda may be so fear is very important in human manipulation it's so key exactly yeah there, I, we, we may have been separated at birth although there i know there's uh, a number of years between our births but uh hello to people coming in the chat hello Natakata. Good to see you. Don Seymour is here. Cam Henderson. Good. Cam was our connection. He reached, oh, nice. yeah, he hey, reached up, out Cam? to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's even on Sue. So I had I got deleted everywhere. So it was cool to see a few people that, you know, like pay attention and support. So what up, Cam? <laughs> nice to see you. And Glenn Jay is here, says uh, greetings, Beth, Beth and Matthew. I'm looking forward to your chat. Those will be my first live as I just heard of you today on James Drew. Oh, that's hilarious. Um, anyway, there's a little drama going on there. I, I just happened to tune in. I, I never do. And and uh, and he actually talked about me. He said he said some shit about me. That's not true, but uh... <laughs> oh yeah, so know. funny. Wow. Yeah, Pete. If you're gonna say the truth now, then it's you know you're definitely gonna be attacked. It's just kind of the the way it goes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, even exactly. even people I've even people I've known like my whole life, 
have said some ridiculous stuff to me. So it's it's been a very challenging time um, in, in that regard. It's why I'm inspired to host people like you, it's because you're not afraid of that. You have you know, dealt with your fears or managed to transmute them or however you're going to uh, tell us about that. And, uh, and then you're willing to take those hits for the sake of the, the truth itself getting out. So I love that. Well, I appreciate that. Well, it's, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a conscious decision at first. You know, I, I started the podcast five years ago because I wanted to have meaningful conversations with leaders in the fields of personal development, spirituality, uh, truth, you know, and in and, and consciousness and human history and all these different facets. And so I focused on personal development and spirituality, but at the same time, I was also researching why our planet is so messed up. Fear and uh, our war and starvation never made any sense to me. And so that's when I learned about all this stuff. And, uh, you know, when you talk about the cabal or the, you know, now we know the great reset in these like globalists, I've been talking about globalists to my buddies since I've been 18, but nobody wants to hear it. And they're like, there's no way. And I was like, no, like it seems like there's a lot of evidence. And now even within it, right in their face, they're still not waking up and, and they'll actually attack me and uh, like cut out the friendship and things like that. And, and I'm like, well, you know, there is a difference if I'm researching all day, every day. And, you know, even from when the coronavirus started and I put 400 hours of research in, mm-hmm. and if you're not even willing to listen to me, then you've got a, an issue, right? Because you, you could share a new piece of evidence that will change the way that I think. And that's totally fine. But if we don't have the respect of the conversation, you don't know how strong your argument is. You don't know if you have the full story. You don't know um, if the other argument might be a little bit better than yours. And so what's happening is just people rather than addressing it are just displaying cognitive dissonance. But this is by design. This is how powerful propaganda and brainwash is. It's, it's truly extraordinary. It really is. Yeah, the first thing I noticed is that uh, I, wor- I work with archetypes and they, they just sent everybody and everybody willingly went, maybe en masse, not everyone obviously, uh, into that child archetype where it's just like, okay, I'm going to pull the covers over my head and wait till this is done and uh, hope for the best. And we're pretty much still there. So, <laughs> Yeah, and they're going to pretty much stay there until that cover gets ripped from them and then they're cold. And then that's when they were going to want that handout, right? So, you know, exactly. I, I find that a lot of the one of the main pieces of indoctrination growing up is follow orders, don't question. Mm-hmm. You know, don't question your medical establishment, don't question your teacher, don't question authority. And so, who has authority over you? And you said that you watched the interview I did with Cal Washington, and that's really what law is all about: is creating some jurisdiction or authority over you. But, you know, the animal kingdom doesn't really work like that. You know, they, they go under kind of natural law and the, the law of the land. But humans are obeying all these weird things that no other being has to do. But there is an authority under God or spirit or nature of the universe. And it's essentially, you know, the ones that we can all agree to don't cause harm. You know, don't go steal people's stuff. Don't go uh, murdering people. Those are all things that we can agree upon. And, all, and there's all this other stuff now that's just gotten completely out of hand. And my favorite definition of Luciferianism is by Rudolf Steiner, and I've been using it a lot, and it says anything anything that seeks to restrict or bind by definition is Luciferianism. And I feel like this is a spiritual war. And when you go all the way down to the rabbit hole, unfortunately, the truth is you get into human trafficking and ritual satanic sacrifice that actually exists in extraordinary numbers and people are talking about a pandemic and i'm like okay well define what a pandemic is 
like if you have an average of let's say a million deaths each year because you have a birth rate and you have a death rate how many more deaths would you need to make it a pandemic in this i was talking to one of my friends he goes a hundred thousand for a country i was like well that's pretty low but let's okay let's save a hundred thousand more and i was like well do you know there's no increase in overall morbidity this is what dr andrew kaufman who has been has been saying this since the beginning there's no increase in in um, overall morbidity you would see that and so what what's the average age of death well in canada they accidentally admitted recently that 98 percent of deaths were in long-term care so that's a piece of context 98 percent of long-term care okay um so then they they actually changed that and so that that matters right the, the average age of death between between the provinces 82 to 86 the average lifespan in canada is 84. so then you're like huh well what what's going on so then you look into the PCR test and you realize that the PCR test is total garbage. And there was even a ruling in Portugal recently uh, in court that said that you can't use this uh, to impose anything on someone else because the test is bogus. Okay. And so when you go right down, well, that's only in Portugal, not around the world. So if yeah. you go down each thing and really just get to the bottom of it, then you can have a, a wider frame and uh, a bigger aperture of information. So you can put more puzzle pieces together. But under the under the you know delusion and the lens of fear, you're taking in very little information and you're basically being led. And so I feel like that's kind of what this divide is. It's it's almost like you can't even help it. You know, it's either I have to abide by what your beliefs are, right? And so even if I say, okay, fine, I'm just gonna disregard everything I've done and looked at, I'm just gonna bend the knee to your beliefs, I'm still choosing that side. But if I wanna stand up for what I believe in my own rights and freedoms then all of a sudden i've picked a side over here so there's no real way around it unfortunately and that just shows how amazing divide and conquer is and one of the differences i'm noticing is that you can believe whatever you want you can believe coronavirus is the deadliest thing ever you could believe bill gates is the absolute best you could believe you know george soros and all those elite you know they're, they're really looking out for us it's, it's the greatest thing ever um you could believe that we could still be friends i wouldn't believe you but on the other side if i have an opposing belief some of the indoctrination that's coming in is cut them out of your life, whether it's friends or family, tell on your neighbor. Uh, it's fully 1984 Nazi Germany stuff. And the most annoying one is projection because they'll project what they're doing. And that's a hallmark of Marxism is they accuse the person of, do, of doing what you're doing. And, uh, you know, actually my dad will do this to me. And uh, it's the most annoying thing like in the entire world. So I have like some training with that, but that's what we're seeing on, on mass scale. Truly so. Well, I'm going to go ahead and uh, introduce you. So for those that aren't aware of Matt Beller's work, you should be. Uh, I'm pretty excited. Everything I see of his is really high quality. I, as, I, as he mentioned earlier, I came to your work through Cal Washington, who I have been stalking and uh, trying to get an interview with. And I've been working uh, with Empower. And we, we actually created quite a, a nice little force here in Manitoba already to pioneer this path for the many, many that will jump on when this whole process goes live. Uh, so Matt is a one-of-a-kind author, speaker, conscious thought leader, and podcast host. I first met him, as I mentioned, through Cal Washington. He's put Matt has put himself to the fire to test his knowledge and his limits. 
He spent time in Nepal, by the way. I uh, That was my first trip overseas anywhere. I lived in Nepal for four months. So oh, that was wow. an interesting, yeah, an interesting parallel there. He studied with meditation, uh, studied meditation with Buddhist monks and survived a near-death experience, which I also had not in Nepal, but uh, later after after my travels were done. And um, his, his near-death experience was while trekking Everest. He traveled the world as a professional snowboard coach, trains, trained mixed martial arts with pro fighters in Thailand as well. He's learned the secrets to becoming an effective and powerful leader, speaker, and trainer under the guidance of mentor Michel Lossier, if I said that correctly. Michael, but it's the French. My dad's okay. name is actually Michel, um, but okay. uh, Michael when you pronounce it in English. Okay, very good. Who is a best-selling author of The Law of Attraction. And uh, uh, I assume this is you spent time in China training with the 34th generation Shaolin monks, just to name some of the incredible experiences he's had. The wealth of experience and training have led Matt to a high level of coaching proficiency in the field of sports psychology, self-development and awareness, marketing. Also, I'm a business coach. <laughs> so oh, many nice. parallels. Yeah. The law of attraction and meditation. So officially, welcome to this podcast. This is the King Hero's journey, and I'm very pre pleased to present your work as a King Hero. Wow. Well, I'm so grateful for the invitation, and I love your work and intention. It's very, very beautiful. Why King Hero? All the people on the left are going to say, why not Why not Queen Hero? They're going to get upset about it. Oh, perfect question. I'm glad <laughs> you asked. So for 15 years, I uh, exclusively worked with women, almost exclusively, the, the odd man. And uh, it was kind of a, co a marketing, marketing cover-up for the uh, underlying agenda I bought into about men, that the patriarchy was basically responsible for all of the ills on earth, and uh, I would never have admitted to it for 15 years, but I found this underlying hatred for the masculine. And it wasn't until my father passed away that I came face to face with that masculine inside myself for a change and was able to heal that to get to a new place. It was like the blinders had been taken off my eyes and I suddenly had an inherent respect for men as opposed to the opposite. Now, I, you know, I know everybody's on their own merit and whatever... Uh, sex you are it's it's not the determining factor but i saw how it's highly agendized to take men down especially strong men that are willing to step out so well I, you know I, I had been feminizing that king energy to my female audience and i had an awakening in the middle of a class i was giving and said no actually this is the king it's definitely masculine and uh, and that's where the King Heroes journey was born because it's a little little redemption project for all the hard times I gave my father and my partner and uh, you know it's makeup time now so it's not out of guilt but I just now I know for a fact that it's good for everyone if strong men are able to do their thing. Wow, beautiful! Well, that's amazing. That's awesome, and it's true. There there absolutely is an agenda, a hundred percent. Um, you know, one of them was to obey authority, right? And the other one was to uh, limit resistance, right? And, and if you look at the Native American history, and I've studied with several Native American elders, um, you know, they would go to war from a grandmother's council. So they actually have a matriarchy, but the men would go to war and they would defend. And so the men traditionally have defended the tribes, they've defended the community. And so if you want to take it over, use communism, Marxism, something like that. Well, if there's no men and there's no guns, no problem right and so exactly. they, they demonize it right it's like no it's okay it's it's 
it's just, it's, I love the, you know, if I were to encompass or choose my favorite symbol is the yin yang symbol because it's both. They're both equally important. They're both equally valid and it functions the best when you honor both sides and you're balanced in your own inner being. And you might tend to go, you know, a little bit more masculine, a little bit more feminine. That's okay. Um, but, you know, demonizing the other side is, you know, where we can kind of get into issues and it's a blame and it's very disempowering. And so, really cool. This is exactly my discovery about the masculine and feminine archetypes is that they're not separate. They are just what you said, that yin yang. And so if you war against one of them, you are warring against the other. And they work so perfectly together. That's why a lot of the uh, efforts have been aimed at splitting up families, splitting men and women up, you know, the whole transgender movement, you name it. It's all taking apart na uh, the natural flow of things, the how, how God intended it. And uh, so that is part of what we're going to talk about today, uh, putting knowledge and limits to the test. And then I, I discovered also that Matt is very into life purpose. So that's a huge part of, of my findings. After I nearly died of a stage four lymphoma 20 years ago, I came out of it knowing that I had a very distinct purpose on this earth and that everybody does. And it's uh, intimately tied with you know, you can't have purpose in a box. It doesn't exist in a vacuum. So it's intimately tied with your people. And uh, so I had a feeling we were going to talk up some purpose today as well. Also, the, 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 the test of fire, right? Going through difficult things and having that be a force for purification. I, I'm not sure how, how you look at that, but, uh, you know, being tested and what that means. It doesn't mean a COVID test. It's, we're, we're talking something different here. <laughs> Don't get that test at all costs, I keep telling everybody. So then do you want to talk about just what it inspired you to do this work in the first place? So for those who don't know, can get a, a background? Sure. Yeah. And I'd love to talk about all those subjects. They're my favorite. So as far as the work goes, the way that I shared is I grew up a martial artist and I was learning about mind, body, spirit when I was a kid and I didn't understand it, but I was training in it and kind of doing it. And in my teenage years, I was really curious about the limits of consciousness and human potential and, and what it was. And so I started experimenting with lucid dreaming, meditation, all these different things. And in my early 20s, that's when I went out to Whistler snowboarding and also reading a lot of books on meditation, Zen I was really fond of, still doing martial arts training, but a lot of consciousness research, just wondering like, I always thought if someone else could do it, I, I would be able to do it. And um, then I did the big travel and the big travel was really a founding like, who are the real masters? I want to know for sure. I want to go be around those people. So if Jesus is here, I want to find him. If Buddha is here, if these Shaolin monks can actually break stone, I want to know how they did it. I want to learn that skill for myself so I become empowered and then share it with other people. And so when I got back from those travels, um, you know, my whole life, there's been very few people that I could have deep, meaningful conversations with. People are mostly happy with talking about sports and, and those different things. And that's, that's fine. You obviously talk about sports, um, but you know, life is serious sometimes too. And we have big problems here. And I feel like, you know, as we ignore all these huge issues on the planet, we're not really doing anything to work towards solutions. And everyone's kind of fine with, I've just got my area and you know, I don't even want to concern with it. That's, that's not up to me. And so I found that very disheartening. And so that's when I started the podcast. And so I was always in some form of, uh, coaching role or the marketing came out of learning about sports psychology, psychology, hypnosis, persuasion, all these different things. And so naturally I knew how marketing worked and how it's, 
can be used for good and also can be used for bad. So that that allowed me to travel and fund some of my travels. And then, you know, a few years into the podcast, I was still traveling as much as I could. I was just putting all of my time, my energy and my money into training or coaching. So 30 countries, you know, Egypt, all over the world, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars in, in different training, lots for free too. But I just want to experience the things that I want to experience. And so I would set all of my sights to those things. And now as I've, you know, come along further, I've, you know, written a book to share some stuff. The podcast is to share what I've learned. And also, you know, there's some other programs that I'll do to share what I've learned. But that's been the intention for myself is just to learn, to grow, to expand, to see what is possible because there's a lot of baloney out there too. And, you know, I was fooled a few times and, uh, but now I'm getting a sharper gaze, you know, are you telling me the truth, right? Because there are tricks. One of the ways I refer to black magic is, um, let's just say you go to uh, like this Yuri Geller guy, right? He, back in the day, they say he bends spoons with his mind, right? Actually a more recent example, somebody was sent to me as these uh, three girls with third eye powers and friends like, have you seen this? This is amazing. And I'm like, so I look into it and I'm like, oh, it's a magic trick. That sucks. Cause I want it to be true. I mm -hmm. want that to be true, but they're using a magic trick and they're manipulating people. And that's what I think black magic is. I say, I can do this mystical thing, right? Um, but I actually can, it's a magic trick. And I know that, but I'm using it to manipulate you. And so, you know, unfortunately that's, that's kind of relevant in the new age community a little bit in the spiritual community. And it's because of that martial arts, right? The yin yang, the both, the, the, uh, the yes. And so how to give a very concrete example, when I was in China and training with the Shaolin monks, one of them could break stone with two fingers. And I had already learned a lot about how you can do these different things to make it look like you're breaking ice or, or, or bricks or all these, you find these little tricks. And so I was like, what's the trick? And he's like, no trick. There's a translator. And she, I go, what's the trick? And she translates again, no trick. So I ask a third time. So slamming his fingers down on the desk super hard and says years. I think it was like seven years of Qigong and outside in the academy and part of our training was to poke the tree. And there was dent holes in the tree. So he had spent years doing that and also years of Qigong. And so he did something extraordinary and superhuman with grounded discipline. So yes, it's happened, but there's a very grounded element to the spiritual side, to using the energy body, to directing attention, energy, and focus. And, and what's happening is people very much, they want the easy way. And I always wanted the easy way. I was looking for the tips, the tricks, the shortcuts, and I still am. But what I found over time is that most of those shortcuts look like showing up and doing the work, right? So <laughs> yeah. right, you can, you can improve the processes and there are better processes, but most of it's going to be hard work. And so if you want to improve anything, take action, action over and over and over again. That's the greatest thing that you could do even before learning, figuring it out, philosophy, just take action. What an amazing message. I love that. Uh, sometimes I'll joke with my clients and say, yeah, you can be an overnight success in 25 years. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's stolen. I can't remember where from, but <laughs> so that's amazing. I love that. And um, were there, so you talked about mentors and I, I have to imagine you, you feel this to be your sacred purpose that you're even talking about and teaching, teaching that. Yeah. You know, I think, mm -hmm. you know, I, I did uh, I've put out a few programs because people are always asking, what's my life purpose. Right. And, I feel like the answer to that is not an end goal, but a direction. And so the first course I put out when I released the academy was called Soul Compass. And it's like your inner guidance system is like, what is your 
What is your inner guidance telling you? Because your goals are going to be different when you are four years old and then when you're 12 years old and then 16 and 20 and 24. And the way we kind of operate is we think that we're going to be adults at some sort of time when you finish university, when you get your first business or whatever, but it's actually an evolution. And it's an evolution that's steering you from your inner world and you're either listening to that inner world or you're not. And so it's a direction. And so when you put up these um, posts of like, what are my values? What, are, what, is, what is actually most important to me? What kind of people do I want to be around? What things am I most curious about? What do I want to learn? What would I do if money didn't matter? How do I want to spend my days? Um, all of those things, when you, when you get clear on what they are, then you show up and it's like when you're navigating your life, you're going through this forest, you can't see a hundred steps ahead. It's really dark. You can only see one or two steps ahead. And that's the inner voice saying, okay, I know that I'm really passionate about this and this inspires me. I take that step. And that's how you know if you're on track in the direction of your life purpose, of your dharma or whatever the case is. And, and the other thing that I had released recently was the quantum heart hypnosis because so many people don't know those answers. And the way that we're wired is the conscious mind. Um, it's number one. It's number one to number one objective is to keep us safe. And so to stay safe, we need to eat and to, for us to eat, we need to have money. And so if we, I say, what would you do if you could do anything? What you, what's your ultimate dream? Uh, they're going to distort that answer because the conscious mind goes, nah, you're not going to kill me. You know what I mean? I need food. So I know you want to be this artist, but not happening. And so they distort that answer and um, you get something else. And so I have one friend who was so analytical. I just did a guided meditation and asked him the same questions in his heart. And he gave me a very honest answer and it's very beautiful. And I've done it with hundreds of people and they, and they, they get clear on what is most important and it just changes the direction. So yes, money matters. Yes, we need it to survive. Yes, we, we can grow businesses. We can do all of those things. Um, and when we put the filter of what's most important to us, we change our entire direction of how we live, how we treat people, what's most important and what we do. Mm, that's beautiful. I love it. And there's so much, um, uh, you know, forcing goals, for example, that everybody's so goal oriented, and then they become tricked into thinking purpose and the goal are the same thing. But uh, like, I could have never as a as a young person, as I was surviving cancer, I could have never dreamt I was going to have a podcast, they didn't really exist yet, right, that I couldn't have had that as a goal. And uh, being a podcaster, isn't my sacred purpose, but I express it through this medium. And I've expressed it through multiple different mediums. And but what I've had is exactly what you're saying is I've had clear direction. And I always was going in that direction. And I love how you tie it to the values, because that's what gives you clear direction right there. And sometimes people can't come up with clear goals. And some would even argue that if you if you make clear goals, you're actually limiting creative capacity. What do you what do you think about that? It, you know, I understand what they're saying, and I think that there are nuances to so much of it. And so I remember one of them, uh, one of my clients once goes, uh, you know, I, you know, I'm only going to do what what's an F yes, right? And she's telling me how like she's been going about her life. And now she's only going to do what's an F yes. And so I was like, Okay, I was like, I thought about it for a second. And I was just like, Nope, no, nope, definitely wouldn't work. And I was just like, No, no high level athlete that I've ever trained, nobody who's ever achieved excellence in anything would that work for. Now, could you go into the hard work and stuff with a better attitude? Yes. 
and are you inspired to work towards that thing? But if I only did what was an F yes, you wouldn't be seeing my podcast. You wouldn't be seeing half the stuff. Half 90% of it is an F no. So I, to, <laughs> I don't want to be on my computer staring at a screen. I want to be out in the mountains snowboarding and, and messing around with my homies. You know what I mean? So, uh, so there's, there's definitely nuances. So as far as goals go, my understanding of that is like, of, you could say like, and something better. So if I, you have a financial goal, like I'd love to learn how to make, you know, when I, when I left home is like, I need to make 2000 bucks a month or more. Uh, so I could travel the world. That was, you know, 15, 16 years ago. Right. Yeah. And so then it goes to or more, but you, you need the check checkpoints, but not attached to them. Be open to something better, right? Be all, each and every day open to the guidance, open to side, because then you can make quantum leaps. And so it is the balance. It's always yes. And both sides, you know what I mean? So I'm intending this, um, but I'm also aware of the direction and the impulses and the insights and what's happening in my reality. And so from a sports background, you know, you don't go up and say, maybe I'm going to go do this backflip. It's like, it's very definitive. <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm going to land this, you know, so we do have some clear goals, but opening open to the feedback that we're getting from the environment. And that's why it's um, symbiotic because we're in the forest, we're doing things, but we're also learning. You might try to, you know, if you ever go out in the forest or try to survive, which I've been learning a lot more of um, over the last few years and training with native American elders as well. Mm makes me realize I would die immediately and have no skills at all. <laughs> but, so, but if you go out there, you, you are getting feedback from the environment. You test new things, you fail, you kind of move forward. So you know what I mean? You, you have this overall goal, but you're, you're working in tandem with something greater than yourself, which has far greater intelligence, but your intention is being registered by that field and and, uh, in intelligence as well. Mm, very nice. Are you familiar with the work of Lester Levinson at all? The name he, rings a bell, but I don't know. He's connected to, uh, actually, the person who wrote The Secret, which I don't know if you're connected with that, was a student of his. Um, one of his students also wrote The Sedona Method, so that's sometimes a, a, a recognizable form of what's been inherited down the line. But um, he would say that goals are actually really important for the reason, one reason you've already said is failing because that's you know the ultimate teacher every time you don't hit the mark then then you learn you download whatever it was that made you miss and, and then for your ultimate freedom because by stretching out of your comfort zone and doing the thing that will have new fear or a sense of I can't around it that you get to let those go and uh, so the goal of the goal is not really getting the goal uh, it, it, and often it's changing the goal but it but it is that freedom and the the confidence in yourself that you can take action because like you're saying it, it you know you have to do the work and if you sit around waiting to until you feel like it or it's an F yes I also am completely down with how you see it that's I would not get I would say 90% of my life done I don't feel like doing anything ever I feel like it after you know, I, I always feel like I always think it was, wow, that was time really well spent. And that was so inspiring. And I have way more energy than I started out with. I knew this was a good idea. Sometime I'm just going to follow through and do what I said I was going to do. <laughs> yeah. And I yeah. never regret. Yeah. Well, you know, it's recently I came across uh, Mark Passio's work and I'd seen him here and there. And I watched this presentation on natural law because of Cal Washington and what I was doing. And I'd seen clips of him. And he was a priest in the church of Satan for 10 years. And he talks about uh, the Luciferian sins and how you push them on other people. 
but you don't commit them yourself. And so one of those was solipsism, which I'm still kind of understanding, but not completely. But some of the themes around what he was saying is that you believe you're the only one in the universe. And um, so you, you are like, you know, creating your own reality and nothing matters. He's like, no, what, what they're basically pushing on you is saying that you're just going to be passive in what you observe, that you, that you can just use your mind and it's going to work that it does. The universe does not work that way. You know, it's like, you need to like, let's say, for example, you're going to go Mike Tyson fought recently, right? So you're going to go there and fight him and you're only going to visualize that's going to help you a little bit. Um, but it's but you also need to train and you need to learn the skills. You need to show up and do those things. So it's both the, the visualization and the energy side and all that that increases your probability. But what's happening as part of their agenda is 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 almost nullifying the action piece. And that's what I'm noticing, right? Everyone wants that quick, easy thing. The same with the secret. You know, I like uh, Michael Lozier because he talked about the law of attraction. I'd read a bunch of books on it. And interestingly enough, his was the best in my view because he based it on neuro-linguistic programming, practical tools for achieving that with, with the mindset. But when I think it gets distorted, it's just only mindset, no action. And so it's these, again, once again, merging the two worlds. And that's why for me, martial arts has been so empowering because it is both worlds. When I train with the MMA professionals, you fought in the UFC and things like that in the highest forms of physical combat, they didn't have the same mental mastery that the Shaolin monks did. Not one of those heavyweights could break the stone or what the Shaolin monks did, but it was their absolutely extraordinary work ethic and dedication that allowed them to do something superhuman. So yeah, there's a bit of truth to it. There, 100%. There's truth to that world, but it's also combined with this other world. And if you don't add that in, you're kind of floating in the wind. You're 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 on the ocean, but you don't have the sail tied up. You know, it's just like you've only got one bit. And so without it, it nullifies the whole in, entire thing. Beautifully said. Uh, in the book that I wrote, I, there's eight archetypes, and I like to show the warrior and the alchemist side by side because they both get a lot of shit done. Uh, the warrior does it. The warrior does it mostly through effort and action and and muscling through and building infrastructure. And there's absolutely the time for that. They, they, there are there's a stage of the hero's journey where you where you must you can't you can't get out of the work no matter how much you want to. And then the alchemist phase towards the so-called end of the journey, which is the beginning of the journey again, is about doing most of the work here. And then things can, you know, because I have to imagine, I don't know, I don't know what that skill is like to, to put your fingers through stone or, or a tree, but I have to imagine that it's much more a working with energy than, than forcing your way through the, the fibers of the, the rock and the wood. Yeah, it's both. And I like your analogy there because what it made me think of is that the inner work, the feminine side, if you will, for lack of a better polarization, mm -hmm. but it's totally. what do you want to build, right? You can build whatever. What do you want to build? And so if you don't go in and figure out what that is and then set up the beliefs, right, your, your inner programming, mm -hmm. right? What do you believe? Your visualization increases probability. So when I'm helping an athlete do a trick or, or win in the Olympics or whatever, we're like, okay, boom, what do you want? We get clear. And then it's like, now let's set up those beliefs. We ensure those beliefs are solved, that inner work, the belief in themselves, um, all that past programming of not being enough comes up all the time, making them super empowered individuals, being clear on what they want to go and have it be meaningful, right? Adding visualization to increase the probability of success with the training program. So you want to win the Olympics? This is how you're training. This is how you're eating. This is what you're doing. 
then you have your synergizing for peak performance and maximum potential. But if you take out one of those pieces, again, you're missing a very important piece of the equation. And that's what has to be done at a mastery level. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Yeah, because if you're just muscling through and you haven't dealt with all the programming, then you're going to constantly, what I notice is people, people hit that, I'm sure you see it all the time, they hit that precipice of success or whatever success means to them, and they sabotage one way or another because the programming's going no, and I think you said it earlier, it's actually promising that they're going to die if they get that success. That's that's what that not enough or not good enough or can't win kind of thing. It's you will die if, so we are obligated to listen to that programming unless you see it for what it is and uh, and can take it out. So, yeah, yeah, yeah and I see it as I see it as default. Your your building on some sort of default program that you didn't decide. So when you decide it, then you get to go create it. And so a lot of people just aren't deciding they aren't they aren't committing to that. And so that's the important piece. So getting very clear on what what your values are. And that's when when I discovered him being able to break the stone, I was like, if I apply a 10th of this dedication to anything, I'm going to be successful. You know, I I don't want to use all that time, energy and attention to break stone. Right. But it was both worlds. He would go and poke the tree. And I asked him, why don't you do it all the time if you can do it? And he goes, because it's dangerous. I could break my fingers. That's what he said. So it's real. So it is a physical force, but it's this perfect synergy of, of what I'm going to do. And so, like, I can equate that to snowboarding. There was um, it's kind of a funny story, but I was in Whistler and they have a really big snowboard park. And I was getting familiar with that. And I was pretty good. And I hadn't done a backflip in these this park yet. I could do a backflip. But these jumps were like 60 to 70 feet long. They're massive. You're basically going top speed. And so he goes, uh, this kid is going on this chairlift. He's like, do a backflip because it's really low. You can kind of hear him. And I was like, no, I'm working on something else. And he goes, oh, and he was so sad. And I was like, it was a nice day. I was like, all right, shoot. I was like, I I haven't done one yet. I've thought about it. So maybe this is a time. Like, I'm just going to use this kid as inspiration. And so I go and I, I, do the backflip on upside down and I can hear this kid in the background on the chairlift just going, yay. And he's so happy. <laughs> so I landed and keep going. But at that point it was like a, a firm decision of like, this is what I'm going to do. You know, merging the skill sets and the intention of the present moment. I, can't, I think I was going to go somewhere else with this point. I kind of got sidetracked with this funny kid, but it's something about <laughs> merging the two worlds you know, to be very definitive in what you want to create in that moment. But that it has to be um, like with the Shaolin Masters, very physical too. You know what I mean? So uh, you increase your probability with the training and mindset together always. And so if I didn't have the building blocks, probably not wise for me to go ahead and try that because it might work out, but it might not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, again, we're talking talking masculine feminine, which is really beautiful, because that was my last question, but we got right to it. And uh, so the warrior is more masculine, although there's lots of feminine warriors out there as a result of the, the inversion that we're in. And the alchemist work could be seen as more feminine, the more internal. And you can't do one without the other. It's it's you you must travel all uh, positions on on the on the if you call it a wheel or the circle of the hero's journey and and we're actually we're actually on them all at the same time so it's very convenient to to combine and and work together and a little a little bit of action and a lot of inner work and then all of a sudden there's nothing but action because that inspiration gave birth to a creation and it needs your care uh, I, I went to see one of my uh, 
uh, only therapists that I'll see, not not for mental stuff, but for physical stuff to do a, a little bit of a cleanse. And and she's a little bit wagging her fingers at me. I said like my diet's good, and you know a lot of things are good, but it's it's the stress and the volume of what's taking place and then she's going well you gotta know how to handle your stress and it's like well yeah I, that's what i teach i teach it so i'll do it <laughs> but there are times to just like go for it right that that uh, you wake up in the morning and you hit the ground running and every second i can i can feel it on you it's like oh i have two and a half minutes i'm gonna ninja through this right now and you know it's it's not like oh i wonder what's on netflix it's just not really that kind of a life especially at the king face of that journey. So is there anything you want to share about dealing with the stress of maybe it's the workload, maybe it's the actually, I want to ask you one more question too, just about how urgent you feel like your work is, uh, and then how you handle the stress of it. Those are great questions. How I handle the stress sometimes not well, maybe um, <laughs> when, you're, when you're talking about the warrior side, it's interesting, because I remember being at a festival of Burning Man, I think it was, and there was just, it was a circle and somebody was just talking about, or I don't, actually this might've been ayahuasca, but this girl had a deep sympathy for men. And there was a couple of very strong men in there as in, well, maybe not strong men, but people who were like the kind of biker style, you know, like let tat it up and all that different thing. And they, they kind of broke down because what she was saying was like, you guys have to hold up a front of being strong. You're, you're taught not to share your emotions. You're, you're, that's what we're taught, not to share our emotions, to be strong, to do all this stuff. But yet, like me and I know my other friends that when I, when I actually talk to them, they're, they're incredibly empathetic. They're in, they're, they feel a lot, but they're trained not to show it. And so now we're also culturally being abused, you know, n not by everybody, but there are, there are, energies or forces like you said at work that are preaching these ideologies and it is kind of seeping into our culture and man i had a chat with one of my younger uh, cousins and she's pretty open-minded and the stuff that she was saying with the two parents she had about what what they're telling her at school i was like oh my goodness that's what you believe oh my goodness like wow it was just i was shocked at at, at what she was saying it was completely shocking information and so these things are challenging and i think for myself i i would say i'm definitely a warrior archetype because i i want truth and justice and you know like the the craziest thing you can say right now is i don't hate donald trump unless you hate him right so much you are a white supremacist uh racist and things like that and i'm not pro-trump or against trump pro-biden against biden republican or democrat i'm for the truth However, you identify with what that is. If you, you know, if you're a, uh, a Republican and you wear, uh, you know, a Santa Claus outfit, I don't care. But you might also <laughs> be wearing a Santa Claus outfit, and that's just what it is. It's just true or not. Any other denomination or any other thing you want to add on, I don't care. It's just either going to be true or not true. Mm -hmm. And so you can kind of add those things up. And so what I've been observing on the world stage and has been troubling, and what Donald Trump has done to impede that other side has been good because world health organization not good that's just what it is look them up do your own damn research and he's kicked them out right i'm not saying he's a saint i'm just saying i like that action 
I worked on the International Tribunal of Natural Justice on human trafficking, also forced organ harvesting going on in China. Huge, massive problem uh, done on purpose by China and globalists, massive, horrendous crimes. He has made good policy and um, actions to limit that and, and, and push against that, where Biden wants to invite China into um, the U.S. Personally, just in my view, I don't think that's a wise move. And I'm not even judging you if you love it. I'm just saying if you add all this stuff together, that seems to be dangerous. But I can't even say that. You know what I mean? Like, and same with, um, you know, another one of the hot topic ones I didn't talk about for a while because I was like, oh, man, I'm not getting in there, which is was the BLM because Black Lives Matter was funded by George Soros and globalists. I was like, crap, I can't say that. <laughs> I gonna get so much crap if I say that. Oh, no. And right. So, so they want to destabilize in, you know, the country. And that's kind of what that's for. And I had Clifford Mahoudi on my podcast the other day, who's a, a Native American Zuni elder. And he's 80 and he worked in the government as a civil and environmental engineer for 40 years. And we had talked in March and he knew what was going on. He goes, this has to do with the election. He's like, Black, he's like, I was around at the beginning of Black Lives Matter. It's a political movement. And so, of course, mm. those people, um, any people, it doesn't matter, ethnicity, uh, male, female, whatever, they deserve rights, they deserve freedoms, they de deserve respect. Nobody is arguing that. It's just if you hijack and politicize it, that also can become true. You know, say another one was like the climate change, right? So if you look into climate change, you know, some people say it's like 100% agreed, you know, um, you know, the world's falling apart. Well, Dan Penna, who's a billionaire, has a pretty compelling argument about why it's not falling apart. So, okay, let's just say Dan Penna's wrong and all the people, it's definitely uh, climate change is happening and we're all going to die. Um, that could be true and you could hijack it to manipulate people at the same time. So there could be two existing truths. And so if you know both of them, then you have a wider scope. And so the whole... I don't know. I don't know. My rant is the rant is just to seek to seek the truth. And and what I'd like to share is a process that I've been using for a long time called the formula for truth. And I love it by uh, my friend Corey Herter. And basically it says you got um, flat Earth and round Earth, right? And an X and Y axis, like a zero to 90 degrees. Or you got Trump is the best. Trump is the worst. Coronavirus is uh, going to kill everybody. Coronavirus is nothing. Right. Two polar opposites, whatever it is. And so. When you are speaking to a person, rather than telling them what you know, seek understanding of why they know why they're saying the opposite, hmm. right? Seek. So when you do that, you've got your lower 45, they've got, you know, 45 to 90, truth is somewhere in the middle. What most people do is they just say, no, they shut off all the information of that person and they don't listen. So you might learn something right at 97 degrees that you didn't know as long as you just listen and you, and you were going after understanding. And then so if you did that for every single person you meet, can you imagine how much more information you would get to and that's all infor information evolves, truth evolves when you have more context, more scope, because it can be true um, in one thing, but then you add another piece and then it becomes true in a different way. You know what I mean? Or you expand it or it just changes it, or maybe then all of a sudden with this new truth, it's not true. You know what I mean? And so you're like, oh, God, this is confusing. But so you kind of just allow the information to evolve. It's not a permanent truth. Usually there's like universal laws like gravity and things like that that are pretty universal and they're definitely the truth. Um, but um, when we're looking at trying to figure out information, just allow it to evolve. Choose the person so that that person is welcome to have whatever belief they want as long as it's not harming others and um, and then seek understanding in it. And you're going to have so much more information. And that's why it's very clear on what's going on, because one side is sharing information and one side is very aggressively attacking 
shaming, shutting down, using logical fallacy, angry, um, violent, right? And saying you're violent. No, you're violent. You're violent in a, in a multitude of ways. And I know this from the martial arts side because I get defensive and, I, and, uh, and it's oppressive and it's binding. And to me, that's Luciferian, you know, it's this binding thing. And so I, I don't want to restrict or bind anyone. I want to uh, empower them as much as possible to truth and freedom and uh, possibility. Amazing. I love that. Such good distinctions. And uh, so, so the word knowledge is something that it, it's closely linked to information. Like you're saying, you will gain in knowledge as you as you pick up more information, especially when you're brave enough to pick up information that doesn't fit your your belief system or your paradigm or what you think you already know. It's the bravest thing. Like even, uh, you know, I'll pick up stats from YouTubes and stuff and, and try to be talking to people out there. And then I got brave enough to actually go to the CDC website and do the math and see like, yeah, it really is 99.97% of the people surviving coronavirus, right? Like it's not just, I proved to myself and and uh, and became somewhere wiser for that. And uh, it, it's interesting because when you're talking, it, yes, yes, there's warrior energy, but it's really, the, it's the, the lover is so focused on truth and seeing the truth behind the facts, the information that that um, you know, the numbers or the or the details, whatever it is, and and so what do you see? Is that if if we start to slide into the esoteric here, what what is that 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 uh, turns knowledge into truth? That's an interesting question. The way that I could give somewhat of an answer would be to just say that you know, information applied becomes knowledge. So that's the first distinction there is is just applying things to it because you could have information and you can have uh, intellect, but that does not equate to knowledge. You could, you know, recite everything to me about how boxing works and martial arts works and all these techniques, but if you've never actually applied any of it, I'm going to kick your ass so bad. You know what I mean? And so that's what knowledge is, right? And so it's it's a test. And so when we're looking for the truth, that's why we respect the other side and have the debate. Who's got a stronger debate? by giving respect to the opponent or the opposite view, which means you go in there with humility, not not guilting and shaming and calling names and attacking. That's right. not a risk, right? So then, you know, holy smokes, that person has more research, more knowledge, a very compelling argument. Now that I can go look and now truth evolves together, right? So you learned a little bit that, you know, you shared it with them, they share it with you. Now you both have more information if it's done in a respectful way and everybody grows because no matter what side you're on, because now we're, we are divided by, you know, and as Clifford said, there's no, nothing new under the sun. These techniques have been around for thousands of years. Um, so that's just what's happening now. And I can't remember where I was going to go with that because I got, I got this new idea, but the new idea is, <laughs> is understanding. Most people don't understand they're, that they're under psychological attack. And so I know this because I studied psychological manipulations because I didn't understand how we had war and starvation. So I went into it and I was like, holy crap, they use manipulation and brainwash and all these different tools to get people to do different things. Son of a gun. So I can see it. I can see it in the headlines and I can I can look past it. But just like in jujitsu, if you don't know what I'm doing, I'm going to do whatever I want. I'm going to break your arm. I'm going to choke you out. I can break your leg if I feel like it because you don't know what I'm doing. If you came to jujitsu class with me and we trained a little bit, I'd be like, I'll do it first. And then you tap and I'm like, okay, well, this is what I'm doing. So when you see me do that, you want to do this thing. Now you have a protection. 
So people think because they can read and write and understand English that they are not getting manipulated or brainwashed. You are. So if you don't think that's possible, do not think of an orange panda right now or don't <laughs> imagine a pink hippopotamus. And so, you know, your brain will do that and they know this and they also know about groupthink and they've been uh, doing this for years. And so when I say they, this would be your political elite, your 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 globalists, these now you can see it's clear with Zuckerberg and they're getting into the global players, these uh, the technocracy. But people who own so much industry, you don't even know about them. You got bankers, you have old money and they, they just they get together and they do weird things and they they get together at Davos and they come up with evil plans like this crazy thing. And it actually happens and it's been happening for a long time. And you can go you can go watch them and you can read what they're saying and you can find this information in the past. But you have to go digging for it. You have to figure it out. It takes time. It takes energy and it takes effort. But then you will be able to confirm it and be like, damn. You know, what do I do? And so when we understand that there actually is something that is dangerous, we can do something about it. And I always think about how do I create a solution and I'm, you know, for starvation or human trafficking or things like that. And some of the people in the spiritual community is like, oh, we just meditated and stuff like that. I'm like, yes. And because there was a, I had Alex Sakaris on my podcast who does skeptical podcast. And he said, uh, he wrote a book that's called um, Why Science and Religion, uh, Why Evil Matters, How Science and Religion Flubbed a Big One. And he's basically saying in this whole book that evil exists essentially because of the cognitive dissonance of everybody, that we are just not letting it mm. in. So we, it's right there and they're doing it and we're just going to just say, okay, that's fine. But if we shine the light on it, then we can transmute it and we can change and do something. I don't see how we can make a positive change just through meditation or just through um, cognitive dissonance and ignoring it. It's like, let's address this. Let's not let it weigh us down. And ideally, so you asked me about stress. I can't. Oh, that's what the original thing was. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't. Yeah, do that. <laughs> no, it's a, yeah, it's, it's been it's been a very challenging. It's been very challenging since March because I've, I've been very attacked, my work taken down, um, all kinds of things, you know, and then also the incredible amount of research and computer staring that I have to do, what well, I, I choose to do to know what the darn truth is, because I don't want to share baloney. I want to share the best information that I have at the time and will be open to a better view and new information at any moment from anybody in a respectful way. Mm. And so, so if you're trying to deal with stress, my recommendation is balance. Um, definitely physical fitness. If you're locked in, definitely run good relationships and keeping people in your life who are positive. And so this doesn't mean like the other side is like X them out of your life. It just means make, make sure you know who is positive and inspiring and supportive and make an effort to be around them more. And then you're going to practice compassion for the other people who are, who are um, challenging you at a moment. And so I think that the, the physical health, and and also the reflection and all the good stuff with you know meditation and personal practices and whatever you can do to take care of yourself is really important also mental nutriments of reading books so yes we are in a crazy time right now but just don't stick your face on the computer all the time you know look for ways to get out of nature and look for uh, learn a new skill learn guitar le learn paint you know what i mean you got to balance it out especially in these trying times so you're aware of what it is right and then you're looking for solutions and another example i've been giving a lot lately 
as I just rant here, <laughs> so, sorry. Good, um, go for it. Is that if, if you know war is coming back in the end of the day, I'm a samurai warrior and it's like, okay, war is coming. Crap, it's happening, right? Not cognitive distancing away. Those guys are coming here. We know it. Mm -hmm. Then you train, you prepare, you go into battle, you empower yourself. And as you go into battle, if you start freaking out and you're like, oh my God, I'm going to die. Like that guy's got a bow and arrow. That guy's got some sort of crazy axe. You know, there's a damn horse. You're toast immediately. And so what a master will do is just remain calm and look for the opportunity to do what he needs to do, whether it's to escape or to strike or to do whatever. And that's mastering fear. And I feel like that's the important thing right now. I just started watching alone because um, learning about wilderness stuff and seeing how people survive. And a couple people were out on Vancouver Island and, they, and they're acting all tough and stuff in the city. And one of the guy was a cop, and, uh, but he'd never been around in a forest in that kind of dark with a bear sniffing his tent. Now, I wouldn't be comfortable with a bear sniffing my tent, but I lived in Whistler and, and out in the mountains, and I have an understanding of those animals. I would be freaked out and I'd be like, get out of here, bear, because they don't want to just go eat you. Um, but it's handling that fear that would allow me to keep going. So he left immediately because he was fearful. And so I feel like we want to learn how to master our fear right now. And we do that through knowledge, um, training, uh, and th there's a bit knowledge and training and there's other other ways as well but then putting yourself in the fire testing yourself so so one of my trainings was cold training in the middle of winter one of them was from my native american friend go out in the middle of the night and run through the forest pitch black it was totally terrifying one night a freaking has running through the forest pitch black i can't even see two feet in front of my head i'm terrified and uh something scrapes the top of my head in an open forest and i was like what and i just get down and my body's shaking as i go like, oh my god what the hell was that like in the middle of a forest something scrapes like like nails on the top of my head and i'm just like sitting there and i'm like kind of looking around i'm frozen it's like oh my god and i can't see much because it's night and so then i start running again and then like just like cautiously gingerly running i look behind me and there's a full wingspan and it's like oh god and i duck again and this huge owl goes up into a tree and he's sitting there and he attacked me and i was like man i was like wow like what a what a beautiful experience but you scared the crap out of me you butt and so <laughs> you know it's like it's pushing yourself a little bit uh i, I kind of got off on a rant but it's kind of pushing yourself a little bit to train to know what you're capable of we're, we're being sedated into comfort and ease and, and basically like wall-e so we can be manipulated and groomed and give up no resistance to anything that might be unjust so training and knowledge and uh, mental nutriments and all that kind of stuff is important. Amazing, I love that. Uh, yeah, especially that you're speaking th so through the warrior and here in Canada, we haven't had to warrior for anything. It's been literally, we can just go day by day as long as you make enough money to survive, you've got the world and all the entertainment, all the entrainment, all the breads and circuses you could possibly want are here, distraction after distraction after distraction, and uh, people haven't been training. Now they're probably training more if, if they've let this scare them. And prepare, you know, it, it gets you into prep mode. I, there was a time where I, I would never even think about uh, storing groceries or putting stuff aside because then I, or, or, or um, train this I still haven't done, but training in self-defense because then I'll have to actually face the fact that yes, I may be uh, without food, my family may be without food, or I may be without physical protection when I need it. So I still haven't totally overcome that. I'm, uh, that's why I try to meet the king heroes are all over the world and I, I've got Cam shopping with me now when I have to go into public. 
But uh, yeah, training, it's, it's so beautiful because when those times come, then all of a sudden everything that you've worked for is, is available to you as a resource inside yourself. And uh, otherwise we don't trust ourselves, right? That's Canadians, we've just had this great life. We are sitting ducks. My God, it's so easy to take us over here in Manitoba. They've crushed us with the lockdowns and fines and snitch line and public shaming. I was called out in a grocery store. Somebody yelled that I was an embarrassment to society. This is the divide and conquer thing, right? And it's just like, okay, well, I'm going to go and uh, shop online for at least a couple of weeks before I hit the public again. I decided the night before yesterday that I, if, if I go into public, I'm going to fully veil. So 100%, I'm going to cover my head and my face. Uh, first of all, the veil is very thin. You can breathe through it. And second is to make the point of um, this is a... This is murder, you know, right? That the the pe people who have died of drug overdoses and uh, elderly who have died alone in isolation or live alone in, in isolation, uh, the businesses that are dying, families that are there's already Cuba has hit uh, some famine levels due to the pandemic. Uh, Chaz, I think, is another country. Africa. Africa. Exactly. Yeah, I think so. it was Nigeria. I saw an article today. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, wow, wow. just horrendous stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The horrendous, real crimes, horrendous harm, and all the people virtue signaling and being dummies essentially mm -hmm. it, uh, are fine. They're fine. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know exactly, what I mean? exactly. They'll 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 come on board. Like if we talk about Cal Cal's work and in power for a second, I like how he describes they by the way because this is a common question if you're talking to someone who hasn't really been down the rabbit hole yet they're like who's this they you're talking about like it's some you know conspiracy of course and cal's words are amazing it's they who want to overthrow the most high god so That's amazing. i know it really it just hit the nail on the head because you can and then of course it's all the all the luciferians and everything that you described the the corporations that are doing the, that bidding and uh our premier here oh my gosh there's just so like e much evil on that person you can it, it's oozing out of him you can Who it's like the, brian pallister yeah, you can. I took a clip uh, the other day of what because I I hate politics. I'm not interested in politics, but unfortunately, in doing research, I got to check it out now. And you can see the evil on them, like Chris, Christian Freeland or whatever, like fully evil piece of crap. And you, you can, you know, <laughs> just as a side note, like as let's say warrior archetype or whatever, I like to tell people that the podcast is on spirituality and personal development. But I'm like a caveman. Like if you do something wrong, I'm. I immediately just want to hit you with a blunt object. It's just, it's, it's all the training that like makes me not, but then I'm like, like, when is it just, and that's why I really love the, the native American, um, structure where they said the grandmothers would decide that when they would get infringed, that's when they would go to war. So it's like, when, when is it just, and you, you, you wait and you wait and you try your best to give as much time, but it's like, no, I know you're evil and I know exactly what you're doing, you know, and these, you can, you can tell when, when, two people are talking like if you looked at the zuckerberg and that that uh inquiry they did or whatever you can tell that they're they're doing something wrong you know they are it's it's not even hidden it's so overt and with this uh you know we got one guy randy hillier speaking up the only guy in there mm -hmm. and um so the barbecue opens and and i did a video on this and now it's shut down so youtube's got me now so i'm mm -hmm. going all in-house but the the 
you know, this person goes, oh, this bigot is supporting this uh, white privileged barbecue owner. And some girl's like, okay, first of all, racism means you discriminate based on color. So are you upset he opened the barbecue or that he's white? You know, and it's like, right? Isn't that what it is? Nice. Like, that's, that's the definition I'm aware of. So just like that butthole that opened the barbecue, it doesn't matter if he's white. You know what I mean? Like it, it, apparently, right? Unless you're a racist. It's like, you're the racist. And then it goes, Randy Hillier's a racist. I'm like, what part of what he's doing telling you what the CTV said? And then this girl responds, Christy Freely, she goes, he's like, well, we just found out 98% of deaths were in long-term care. Why are we locking down and causing all this other harm? J just destroying the entire economy, all these people, uh, you know, all these other deaths, mental health, people trapped in terrible situations that are way worse than um, what's what was going on with uh, coronavirus and uh she goes are you kidding me and she just gives this dramatic it's always this dramatic emotional manipulation right and if it feels yucky you're probably getting manipulated right mm -hmm. if you're not it's like wait hold on so describe like describe this to me how does that make sense it doesn't they and that's what's happened and what's happened in the video you're referring to other about amygdala hijack they realized i think it was in nazi germany or whatever if you bombard them for four months of fear they're basically cripples them, mm -hmm. right? So that's what happened. Coronavirus, I remember reading the headlines and I was like, I was like, 100 million could die. I'm like, oh crap, because I was like, I know exactly what's about to happen. Now I have to figure out what's going on because you wouldn't just randomly read a headline like that. And they're mm -hmm. like, lockdowns are two weeks. I'm like, nah. -uh. And I've called it right back since March using the sources that I find that are trustworthy, that make a good argument that you, you move forward based on good evidence, like Del Big Tree, who's been deleted. And many other people have been deleted who have been Sayer G from Green Med Info. And then and then weighing that with the other side of like CNN, who's been recently exposed. I'm like, OK, well, what's the mainstream news saying in Canada? I was like, they're saying this. Look it up. I was like, well, it still says 0.26 percent over here. And that seems like some nonsense. So they're basing it on some sort of faulty models. But they don't they don't write it like that. They go 100 million could die. So you're like, oh, God, 100 million could die. And then and then now all the new information is like, that's actually not what happened. And and 98% uh, of people are just dying of natural causes, but they take this test and they have a little bit of particle in them. So they're going to label it COVID. So, you know, I don't know. So I'm but in the meantime, yeah. no, no, yeah. it's good because in the meantime, the four months worth of fear did the job, right? Because that was the, that was the thing that we started digging up all this information that was contrary to the mainstream media. But by that point, people were mind wiped. They and now, have, yeah, and now, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's it. They they can't they can't even hear it now, even though they they will they will walk right into their own death without a question. And so my the one scary thing I've seen from the beginning is they said first wave you know basically um, manipulation of the media, second wave real deaths, and that's my concern. It could come from the massive testing of the swabs, um, which is if you why why on earth if you just use it, Clifford always goes he's like. I usually he's like, I, yes, I'm a scientist and an engineer, but you could just use common sense, you know, on most of this stuff. And so using common sense, if you have the most dangerous, deadly virus of all time ever, you have to stay six feet away and wear a mask. Why do you need to stick a swab in someone's bloody brain halfway up their nose to figure out if they're positive using the test, the PCR test, which the inventor said is completely nonsense. Like that, it, the, the amount of stupidity is unbelievable. And it's so frustrating because mm -hmm. they say, you know, you're the you're the COVID idiot. And I was like, well, a COVID idiot wouldn't know any of this stuff. You know, like you wouldn't you wouldn't know the inventor of the test. You wouldn't you wouldn't you know do any of those things. So it's just it's such a challenging thing. And I wish that they would say 
the coronavirus is six feet tall because you know 80% of people will be crawling on their hands and knees if the government told them to, you know, mm -hmm. and then, and then I guarantee with all this crap, the way people are going, you know, it take two generations for them to start crawling and forget that they even walked upright. And then we'd be conspiracy theorists for walking upright. And it sounds ludicrous to some people, but you and I both know if they did that, the likelihood of that actually working is pretty good. Like the level of obedience is extraordinarily shocking, but this is the power of, manipulation and what and what group thing can do and, and what this level of mastery can do to people and so i do think it is a spiritual war it's a it's a right and that's all that's all luciferian restricting or binding but nobody wants to hear that nobody wants to know about that stuff but it does exist and they exist in very high power and this is old ancient order stuff that it's like what but then you can just start looking into it and then piece in some things you can understand and then you'll go deeper down the rabbit hole and be able to confirm your for yourself like even the banking system just look at just look at rothschild or, or not rothschild rockefellers you know they and that's how i figured out about the you know the hijack of uh, holistic medicine to make allopathic medicine to create the trillion dollar vaccine pharmaceuticals which the paradigm we're still in which funds all the hospitals and then you're like oh that's why because people are good people so why would all these doctors and nurses do bad things well they're trained from a system of allopathy and they eliminate a lot of knowledge uh that was you know there through the flexner report and made it quackery to think like anything natural or ayurvedic or herbal or common sense would work it's got to be a vaccine or a pharmaceutical and we're still in that now you know mm -hmm. their whole plan is to vaccinate us um you know vaccinate us for indefinitely forever and have an id chip and people still like oh that's a conspiracy he's like oh then it happens and then it happens he's like well here's the link just look at it and tell me if you think that's nuts because it says world economic forum rockefellers chip what do you want it's a public website you just but it's a it's a lot for people to look at because it'll it, it's it's shattering it would they have to rethink everything so i also give some compassion too mm -hmm. yeah it's it, the, the what I finally saw, because it's really easy to be angry, definitely, you know, step out the door and it's like, I had all my fuck yous ready. And there was just the, you know, so that, yeah, so many. And, and then just, you know, the constant judgment of this person and that person. And at some point, it occurred to me, like, these people are under trauma based mind control. This is no different than any other of, of the same thing that same torture that's taken place just at the level of uh, you know it, it's coming through media we really do it to ourselves at some level it's all unconscious but the the torture is something that it's very real so to be angry at people who've been tortured it's not quite a match so um you yeah. Know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah you're right and i i, I just want to say like for me it's it's just challenging you know and i and like some days are, are better or worse and i'm thinking how am i gonna respond to this i'm like you know what maybe all of a sudden they don't deserve my compassion anymore i don't know and i'm like maybe it's maybe it's like a bit of manipulation that's not smacking them upside the head you know there's a i have the bhagavad gita on my desk um and it's such a great book it's mm -hmm. a it's a dense read and i remember one part that says uh, it's talking about violence and it's also interesting just because the whole book is based around arjuna going to war exactly killing is you know having to mess with his friends and family he's like i don't want to kill my friends and family right like what and so i know he, that's where we're at i know it's kind of where we're at yeah because you can't you know if you're going to force me to defend myself that's right you're, you're you're giving me no way out you know like you have to give you have to give people a way out but they don't want to do that so we're going to see how things 
play out. Um, but he goes, you know, most people think that nonviolence is not physically harming them. But when you live in the realm of illusion and Maya um, and you don't offer them the truth, then you're actually causing harm. You're, you're causing your, that's a violent act. And I was like, huh, that's really interesting. And so I battle with what you're saying, you know, it's like, you know, some, cause one time I was going to be not compassionate, you know, it was my friend's aunt and uh, you know, I was not in a, and I ended up being compassionate. I was like, okay, good. It, it worked out. But then there's other times where like friends are being completely absurd. And uh, I'm just like, you know, what's that quote that say, uh, um, obedient people never think of themselves as, uh, as cowards, but, but virtuous, mm-hmm. you know? And I was like, that's the truth. You're a coward. You're ignorant. And, and I like the distinction from Mark Passy who says you're ignorant. You're ignoring mm-hmm. so much stuff. Mm-hmm. So you're ignorant, you're ignorant, you're ignoring all this and you're a coward. That's what it is. That's That's, that's some tough medicine to take. Uh, but is it true? Kind of, you know, so don't be calling me names and attacking me. You know what I mean? I was like, I'm going to give it right back and tell you what the truth is. Cause the truth is you're ignorant and you're a coward because you can't look at this. So don't, don't do that to me. You know, it's just, I don't know. I don't like getting attacked. There's only so much attack. Like in the, in the real world, I've, I've never gotten in street fights except for a couple of times. And both times I let them swing once cause they were terrible at fighting and they missed really badly. And I was like, I'll give you one. And then I put my hands up and I was like, you swing again. I'm going to, run through you you know <laughs> that's like I've given you one like what else am i supposed to do like that's it and so out in the world we're just getting these abuse behind keyboards for people who do oh yeah like yeah one of my friends talking about telegram and parlor pissed me off because he's just like if you do this you're you're helping uh pedophilia and i was like actually i'm on both of those and i've worked on uh, uh exposing pedophilia and here's the website to a, a link if you'd like to volunteer or you know in my mind is like n- unless you just want a virtue signal because you actually don't ever volunteer you don't contribute much um you're just but this is a great opportunity for you to be self-righteous and you're taking it and everybody's taking it doing the same thing that they've done before which is essentially nothing they don't contribute to other people but who's getting attacked all like sayer g kelly brogan uh hundreds of people getting wiped from all, from risking themselves with a track record of helping people for years that you can go find if Facebook or YouTube didn't delete it of them actually trying to make a difference. Now, all these couch potatoes who haven't done anything, who just listen to stuff, shaming and guilting and yelling at anybody trying to make a positive change. And yes, they are under trauma brainwash. And sometimes it just gets frustrating and, you know, a big smack in the face would feel good. So um, hopefully, hopefully we'll start to trend positively because I have seen and heard of information that, uh, you know, that the good guys are winning, that they haven't, that this has been a war and we're definitely in a war and, uh, but they can't show their hand yet. And so I saw another thing come up today that was, uh, really, really high level intelligence from a friend that I verified it. So, so I give her a lot of, a lot of, um, kudos and respect. And she said, yeah, like, this is true. Like, there, there are arrests being made. So I'll wait to see if that actually gets confirmed. But even just a little ray of hope right now, I'm just like, <laughs> I'll just take the ray of hope. I, I hope so. Because if I know this stuff, other people know this stuff. But how do you take down a system that's so old and so corrupt? And actually, Cal Washington's one of those people. I, mm-hmm. I say, Cal, like, you know, we, we're done the podcast. He's talking about all these crazy things. He can defend himself in court. Super legit. But like, Cal, concentration camps in Canada. He's like, I know, don't worry. He's like, it's a snake eating itself. Like, it's going to crumble like a house of cards. And so 
that guy definitely knows a lot more than me about many things. So I'm like, all right, we'll trust you, man, because it's a crap show down here. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna hope for that anyway. Stay positive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's such a solid strategy, actually. The, the more I learn about it, the more I read the NOL that's aimed at those four big uh, killers. Nothing. The reset doesn't work without smart meters and 5G and a vaccine and geoengineering. So going after those at the level of the, the commercial deployment of these military weapons is absolutely brilliant. <clears throat> and the quality of the people, the, uh, the vibe that Cal carries and, and how he's operating from a place of, now, now he doesn't make claims like this, but he's operating from the spiritual realm of, of that authority, of God's authority. And that's actually what the whole process points to, is this ultimate authority that right now people are are listening to politicians like they are God. You, like, check it out, man. You're, you're making that, that politician, what is a politician an expert at? Policy, policing. That's what a politician is. Not even close to God, <laughs> right? Anyway, yeah. that's my rant. And, and, and also just a quick uh, response to what you were saying about you don't know how love is going to present. And sometimes the strongest, what could even seem like an attack, but you can see from the result how it played out that, that when, if you can come from love, you let all your aggression go, you master your fear, which is where true you know, violence would come from. Or, or, you know, if, if you get my meaning, the, you know, destructive violence, then you can start to do things in the world that would seem like it will get you attacked. You can never guarantee other people's response, but you can deliver like really tough medicine from love in a, a much more successful way than fear driven. Yeah, if you can, if you can do it with compassion and say the truth, then that's probably the, you can say it directly, you know, you don't have to be mean about it. You're 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 singing at that level, and could, you're singing to their level if you do it. So that's what I try to remember. Even though my immediate re- response is like brain loads up with uh, all the uh, swear words and and anger, and think about man, if you were in front of me, you know what I would do to you physically? I would punch you right in the face. You know what I mean? And the caveman comes right out. I was like, give me that blunt object. I know you don't train. You're out of shape. You don't know what you're talking about. I'm just gonna like do this, and you deserve it. But after I go through all that emotional storm, I figure out a way to say the truth nicely most of the time. You know, I try. <laughs> just, there you go. Yeah, there and you, you get, remember too on like Twitter and stuff, it's mostly like children and bots. I'm actually getting, for the, for the first time I've seen bots. And I was like, oh, because this one person started reasonably. And I was like, this is like an advanced bot because like, oh, yeah, she's it's like truth seeker, right? No followers. And so it goes, oh, you're right. This is on my YouTube. You're right about this, but you know, uh, who is this? This Doctor Z Dog or whatever. The Z Dog MD is like this page shill nonsense guy who's like attacking Doctor Christian Northrop and some other people. And he's like, this stuff is so ridiculous. And you just look at his character. He's like this super cool. Like it's just, uh, it's all nonsense. Um, but someone's like, oh yeah, Z Dog's legit. Blah blah blah. And then there's another thing. He's like, oh, you're talking about voter fraud. Like there's no evidence for that. And I was like, okay, you're like actually a bot. They used reasonable language. And then like add this other thing. I was like, because I was like, okay, look, is that true? Right? Is what they said true? And I'll look at it. I was like, all right, let me assess. No, actually, that's not even close to true because, you know, there's, you know, I had like pulled like 30 links of very verifiable evidence. And 
if you look at just the, like you said, the state of being of people, who would you want to build a new earth with? Who would you want to hang out with? Who is displaying more compassion? Who's displaying more truth? Who's displaying more integrity? How are they communicating? And you go out and, and you see these, these two sides. And one is like, you know, they're, they're super oppressive and, and ugly in like their spirit and their way of being. And the other side is just like, you know, they're, they're making these sound, reasonable arguments and then just literally just dealing with uh, um, such abuse, like Amy Comey Barrett, like I watched some of that and I was like, okay, they don't like her or whatever. So I started looking and, and some of the highlights from the Democrats, like, let me just ask you, like, are you a racist? She's like, what? Like, this is like, what kind of question? Like the absurdity of half of these people is like completely nuts. But this is like, yeah, this is this light and dark thing. You can, you can watch one line of questioning, watch another line of questioning. And, and you, you're, it's so clear who was trying to oppress you and evade and say nothing. And the other one is just you like a logical argument with information and they never dispute any of that information. Just like when I try to share this with friends, they never dispute the information. They give me some sort of nonsense every now and then I get a Snopes, which I always find hilarious. <laughs> oh, <laughs> congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, but yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, one of one of the strategies I'm sure you you already know this is that they turn you into the perpetrator, right? That's the ultimate. That you you no longer are the victim receiving the torture. They they have you actually become that torturer, and then you can no longer separate yourself from that. You can, you're no longer on the good team. You're one of them, and you carry yep. that. And I and I feel like our politicians. I read this on them. Like what what did what did you do? That you're so afraid of being found out about like our, our our premier cried on camera yesterday and i swear he's crying because he's scared he's gonna get found out oh good good that's... i hope i hope they get the these people are these are and that's a the everyday joe this is the big thing for them they, they can't understand the evil on this planet if if we've got 40 million estimated 20 to 40 million in human trafficking conditions these are advanced systems and again if you look at leaders of the world Trudeau and his policies, we've defunded support for human trafficking systems, our, our human trafficking victims, and changed the systems on the port, the legislation. I can't remember exactly how. Uh, CanuckLaw.ca is a great resource, and she uh, goes into that reporting quite well. But changing policy to actually make it easier for our ports for human trafficking to exist. Also, giving like selling our country to China, and basically they own our resources. So you look at what is being done, and like, okay, like those are not good things. You've def this is what your agenda is. This is what you want to do based on the actions of what you are doing. And so, yeah, these people that are in power, they need to be removed um, or we need a better way of doing things or we need some sort of solution or we need people to work together. But it's incredibly challenging if they're not going to, you know, if they're going to continue on this path because they make, yeah, they make you the, the bad guy. And people have kicked me out of their life saying the most nonsensical stuff I've ever heard. Like I had another one recently, somebody that had helped, I'd helped their father uh, immensely. I'd helped them with this project to get off the ground. Like a lot of my time when I didn't have it, then they go, sorry, we can't talk to you anymore because uh, you're QAnon and, and your, your brain is, you know, and oh yeah, you, they use the word decency. It's about human decency. And I'm like, Oh, and I wrote back because like I didn't know decency, and I was like list off like ten things I did for them and their family. I was like, you know, I was like all the best, like you know, I hope you all the, wish you all the best. But I was like, that's the definition of brainwash, mm. you know, like mm. that. That wasn't an argument. I, like you're just assuming this. I never and she because they linked it up to Q. I was like, 
I never post about Q because I actually don't know that much about it. Like I've seen a few things here and there, but I'm, I'm no expert. I've never, I've never associated. But when the propaganda comes in, they'll go, oh, if they, if they, if they're an anti-vaxer, then it's this, kick them out, right? If they say anything about Trudeau and he's not the best, uh, you need to kick them out of your life because they're dangerous. And then because they're in that brainwash, they'll actually go do that. And so, but then now I'm definitely on the other side, and they're going to keep trying to impose. But what gives me hope is that, you know, I was having a bit of a boys hangout, you know, we definitely social distance and masks and hazmat suits and all that. <laughs> we were, we're hanging out and, um, you know, one one of our friends there was, you know, left and believe in coronavirus, all this stuff. Every time we communicated with him, completely knew nothing about really anything, knew, had no information. You would tell him what was up and then he would discover it and his brain still couldn't figure it out even though all of it was the truth and he would never have a comeback with actual true stuff. And he, so it's seeded a little bit, but it's just like, those are the people, you know, I was talking to my buddy, Chris, and he's just like, yeah, it doesn't matter. Those are the people that are going to come try to enforce on us. So I was like, if it came down to any kind of like situation, one of me and one of my other buddy would run through 300 of them because they're followers, right? Once I dummy that person and the, the other one gets dummied, I'll stop doing it and say, can you stop now, please? leave me alone leave other people alone stop doing harmful things to other people and then they can ideally stop but if that that type of energy the energy to the manipulative energy to oppress others is not nearly as strong as the energy to defend sovereignty and truth exactly and so those people are willing to die for it i'm willing to die for it and i'm going to take it's going to be heroic if if it goes down like that you know what i mean maybe we, i don't know I, but I, everything that I am is going to come out. I would hope it would be heroic anyway. I don't know. I mean, like it would just be like intense because it's the last thing that I want to do. But I will defend myself and I will defend my family and I will do everything that I can to support freedom and truth and honesty. And I know when I'm looking at an oppressor. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. And they can, leave. they can also, yeah, they could leave too. Just go away. <laughs> right. Go away. Right. You know? how I know exactly. Say? Learn exactly. How to say it in French. <laughs> right. that is so beautiful do you still have time for a couple of more questions i forgot to ask you how long you were available for uh yeah i'm good this is the last thing i had today okay yeah. very good that's awesome so there was two things i wanted to talk about and uh so a, 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 a true warrior that is coming not from fear but from the love side has honor right like you said that there are certain rules I, I think I feel like you were saying this earlier. There are certain rules you can't let yourself break. Like you can't probably sucker punch somebody when they're not aware that you're go you're going to hit them, or other other things like that. Whereas what we're dealing with, like you say, when you see a perpetrator, you know they're a perpetrator because they they will hit in every direction. They have they have no honor. They lie. They steal. They cheat. They they pull illusions uh, over you and tricks. And, uh, and, then, and then operating with honor, it puts you in very high energy and integrity with yourself, right? And, and I love it. I've been saying this all along. It doesn't matter that there aren't uh, enough of us. Some people are just like, oh, there's not enough numbers. We'll never win. This is a numbers game. It's like, no, this is an energy game. Yeah. High energy wins, right? Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I totally agree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. the, the, the amount of like if you just think about these people are paid too, right? It's always about a paycheck and it's about survival, right? But they're trying to survive to oppress. No, you know, like you want to just try to go oppress. But if that thing is trying to save its life 
and it's on the side of truth, the force is going to be so much greater, right? That it will scare the other side. It'll wake them up, you know? And so hopefully it, it won't get there. Hopefully we will observe a transition, a peaceful one. And, and that's what the, that's what the hope is. But you know, with what the plan is, how far they're going to get, you know, if, if you give the people who have been asking to be left alone, no choice, they're going to get, they're going to get that punch back. And I think it'll be strong and, and it'll just disseminate all this kind of oppressive nature and, and intention. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And there seems to be pushback coming from all corners and multiple different methods and angles. So uh, actually, I've never been more hopeful than I am in my life right now. Amazingly. So yeah, it's a beautiful I, see thing. I see it too. And I, and I see too, like the other things in the world that we're ignoring, like the starvation and, and uh, the third world countries and the organ harvesting and all that stuff. It's going to shine a light. So it's like, okay, guys, like now that, and this is what's pissed me off too, about some of the the conversations I have, it's like, because people are fine, they have no empathy for someone uh, starving to death. And that always bugged me. You know what I mean? Nobody even wanted to talk about it. Like, just, just let's open up the conversation. Maybe we can't fix it all, but let's, let's open up the door to the conversation. And so now we might be able to open up that door to the conversation because they now know what it's like to be oppressed, to feel what this like, to, to know what, whoa, like I almost lost everything. It gives it, it allows us to extend our compassion to our human family. And that's what we need. We need an extension of compassion. And and the crazy thing is the people trying to do the oppressive, oppressing, they're using good people's good human nature against them, mm-hmm. saying the way that we get through this is by submitting, you know, by telling on your fellow man and, and staying six feet apart and getting them to wear a mask and guilting them. It's like, no, that's what the virus is. They're almost like this symbiote controls the body, right? It's just hijack their body. Now their body is moving and saying things. And that's another reason why you don't need to be afraid because that thing is weak. Right. And when you stand in truth and justice, like if I people don't say anything to me, and if they if I like turned, like I don't know what it would look like if I got real angry, like I have an idea, but <laughs> you wouldn't want to be on the other side of that. You know what I mean? Because that weakness, you're you're weak enough to be controlled by this. Right? That's mm-hmm. the truth. You're weak enough to be manipulated like this, where I'm not. It's mm-hmm. like they I did a video today about why the coronavirus would have killed Socrates first. You know, so- Socrates mm-hmm. was strong. You know, they they killed Socrates for, quote unquote, disrupting the minds of the youth and not uh, bending the knee to the gods of the day because he was a critical thinker and he was strong and he was thoughtful and he was probably doing a lot of good things if you've read any of his work. And he was a strong person. You know what I mean? He was he said, you know, take care of your body. Look at the strength that can There's a better quote, but it basically says, you know, see how strong your body can get. And so what are you going to do to Socrates? Nothing. You need to have these oppressive things that people are lower and get manipulated to try and mess with him like just leave him be then if you don't if you don't agree with it just leave him alone you know don't try and throw your little you know two cents in there because in the real life you you get dummied you know and and that's what's going on we have these uh hijacked people from a, a psychological agenda attacking other people and it and it does emote it is spiritual because it does emotionally hurt even as in 36 i've done a lot in my life and feel like I'm pretty evolved in some ways, but when somebody mm-hmm. talks stuff, like I feel hurt and I feel nervous, like just a raw child. I'm like, come on, this is ridiculous. My, th- my, my skin is thick. And so are, are thin, you know, it's very thin. And I don't, I didn't, I'm not, you know, like that typical New Yorker, I guess the New Yorker ar- archetype where they just are like really thick skin, you know, I don't have that. So 
Um, but that's that's why most people say nothing because they're afraid of that. And, and if we can get past that, and just recognize what it is. It's just like little manipulative weakness because when faced with truth and strength, they're, they're going to stop. They're not going to keep going. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's actually, to me, it's a strength, a, a sign of strength that you'll allow yourself to feel that rather than be that, they call it thick skinned, but it just means you suppress really well. And that, that works for a time, but it's going to blow up in your face. I know because I work with King Heroes that they have the crash, the full knock them down, everything falls apart because they've been, you know, suppressing with all their might for a long time and the dam, the dam breaks open. Um, one of the things I want to make sure to, to talk about and ask you is like when, when you put God and testing together, and especially the situation that we're in right now, that is going to test our morals, test our integrity, test our, uh, you know, our vision and for what's real and true. It's, I can already hear my kids saying, mom, just take the vaccine. Why are you making this so hard on yourself? I could already hear that. Right, but I have knowledge otherwise, and I'm not going to be able to go back on that. So, what does it take to go through the trial by fire and those those tests that we're going to be facing? No pressure. Oh my God! Well, <laughs> that's a good question. I I'll just give an example. You know, for me in my life, where I've seen spirit work or God or whatever, it's by always taking the leap of faith. And anybody who's gotten to the other side spiritually, in in my view, where I respect them, nobody got a free pass. And so one example was I had an opportunity to train with a Native American elder for the summer, and uh, he hadn't trained a non-native before, I guess. And so I had that opportunity, and I had uh, this is a couple of years ago now, and had no. No money in the bank, a $27,000 loan, and uh, thirty. it was like $3,800 on my visa, and and I was on the podcast. So I had to come to Maine, which I'm Canadian, so the rent there was like 1300 bucks was the cheapest a month, which is about 1600 bucks a month Canadian, Ouch. right? So where would I get all this money from? And so I had no idea I was going to do it, but I bought the ticket. And I bought the ticket. I ended up in Maine. I got a place to stay actually for free with some incredible people who are still my friends to this day. Um, I ended up getting a bunch of clients all at one time. I was able to pay off the uh, credit card and and survive in Maine for that summer. And so there's there's times where you know what's right or wrong. You know what I mean? And, And at one end, you have to be willing to take those consequences. But at the end of the day, it's also under... I think it's an important process for people to really contemplate on their mortality because I'm not afraid of death. Like I'll be impermanent. Like I'm sure if I saw it coming, like I'd be like, Oh darn, I'm afraid. But I've um, had several near death experiences. And I remember the last one I was in Sedona, I caught in this uh, terrible situation where I had to kind of do a leap of faith where I, if it went wrong, I was super toast. It was the worst. I was caught on this rock face. And, and so I had, I thought to myself on the rock, I was like, I guess my work is done because the thought and the distinction was that most people just, that that inner voice they don't listen to. I listen to mine, you know? And so if I know the difference between right and wrong in my body, uh, I don't dishonor it. And so Mm -hmm. if I know that the vaccine is wrong and in my body, I'm going to make that choice and it could even be the wrong choice, but I at least get the knowledge of knowing that I learned my own lesson. Right. Maybe it was my through my own ignorance. Maybe it was totally wrong, um, but I got to make that choice. And that's that's that um, integrity with myself and spirit, like just guiding and, and asking. And 
and trying to figure that out, right? You, but also applying knowledge and information and work ethic and all these different things to make my own choices, to have my own learning, my own education. And so um, I would just recommend that people create their own spiritual practice for whatever that is, whether it's maybe it's a bit of meditation, prayer, journaling, anything just to connect to something more and learn to connect with themselves and do what's right. And then unfortunately, a lot of times you might have to face some sort of consequence, but, um, or, you know, depending on whatever that situation is, but that's, that's all I do, you know, and if it comes down to it, I'm going to look at the choice and I feel like I'll know what right is. We know the difference between right and wrong. You know we what I do. mean? It's, and so just to stand up for that and, and to make that choice. And that's what, then that's the fire, right? There's no way to do cold training without getting your ass in cold water. You know, <laughs> right? that's how do you do it? Get your ass in the water. There you go. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, you know, you, you just, you go through and just know that you're, you're strong and we're connected and whatever that life force is that grows. Like if you look at cement, right, there's always grass that gets right gets through the crack if you look at through abandoned buildings you know life continues to evolve and that is what's in us and so i you know i just have hope and faith that that force is stronger than the negative oppressive force and i'm going to exercise that right as much as i i can and with the integrity and compassion to the best of my ability to continue to make the choices that i feel like will help and serve other people and help and serve the planet and be you know open and freeing even though if they're they're tough if even if it is has to come down to like some sort of protection or some sort of you know firm stop it's at least a a firm start in a in a in a way that doesn't come from anger it's it's just from truth and, and from uh sovereignty and from freedom and from uh, yeah god-given friggin rights of just being able to exist here with like you know you know i'm just going to exist here exist over there <laughs> just crazy it's like leave us alone yeah stop yeah that was all spoken like a true king hero i love it that's amazing what advice would you give if if this is the last question what would advice would you give to those uh maybe younger than you or not even younger than you ages kind of irrelevant but at a place where they were just contemplating whether it's speaking their truth or getting out in front of people or aligning with their integrity and starting to champion for others because that's to me what purpose is really about it's we can't just do stuff it, it really is about passing it on taking that elixir and uh, making sure someone else can benefit from it so what advice would you give to that unlikely hero that isn't is maybe resisting their journey at this time the first thing i would say is that it's probably going to be hard but it's going to be worth it. Anything worthwhile is hard. You know, the hardest training I ever did was with the Shaolin monks. Ah, they were brutal and it was worth it. It taught me about who I was. It's mm. going to help you grow as a person, be authentic to yourself and no one else and, and recognize that you can't control that outer world. You can't control, you know, you can't control what other people are going to think. You can't control uh, people attacking you. You can't control any of that stuff, but you'll know, if you're building your own courage and, and honoring yourself, don't dishonor yourself, honor yourself and your own truth and, and recognize that people are gonna, you're gonna help people you don't know from doing that because people are afraid. And it's just, a, it's, it's in my experience, it's been a very lonely journey. It's been very hard. Mm -hmm. um, 
and so that's a part of it. But from that, you're going to grow as an individual. You're going to grow as a spirit. And, and when you die, which you will definitely die. I, well, actually, I think. I don't know. Who knows the way things are going. We'll get Neuralink and we'll just stay conscious forever. But um, <laughs> we, can, we can assume that the likelihood of your death is, is probable. And at that, at that 100% time. 100% so far. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you're gonna you're gonna judge yourself, you know. And so just so even though it is frightening, and even though it's completely chaos, you're not alone. You know, you you have the side of truth and justice. And just if you're if you're making choices and saying and you're going through these filters, um, you know, is it true to the best of my knowledge? Is it helpful to the best of my knowledge? And then the great distinction because a lot of people think they're doing um something good is it is it oppressing other people in some sort of way are you are you advocating to oppress or take someone else's right away in some sort of way or are you encouraging and are you asking for guidance and are you being a person of integrity uh compassion in your own life to the best of your ability and that's it because we're being human is friggin' hard and so as long as you're doing your best and you learn from your mistakes and you move forward and you, you keep trying, other people are going to notice that. And at least you're you're kind of raising the flag for who you want to be in your life, because everybody that's X to me out of my life, you know, and everyone that I've kind of found, I'm like, I'll build a new community with you guys. It's gonna be awesome. We don't need a lot. We you know, what do you want? You just want to have an opportunity to grow, an opportunity to, to thrive. And I feel like these communities are are finding each other. And so if you if you do have that courage, you're going to you're going to evolve in a way that honors yourself. It's your own growth. No one can do it for you. You can come train with me in martial arts. You're going to have to do the push ups. You're going to have to do the the work. You're going to have to do all that to be who you would want to become. And the same thing in this world, if it's a spiritual war, create a spiritual connection for yourself in your own way, whether it's a simple prayer or meditation or something. Um, and then just honor yourself and what you put out there. And, and I guarantee there will be a lot of people that see it that want to say something, but they're too afraid right now. Mm -hmm. Totally. Oh, that's really, really good. Thank you so much for sharing that. How do people find you? What would you like to share about yourself? That Your, your website is here on the banner, mattbelair.com, assuming I, I got that right. So you've been looking at that. What would you like to share with us before we start closing the interview? Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on the show. You know, it's a little bit of a downer because there's a lot of crap going on, but I, they're great pre uh, questions. And I think we we do have this. If you want to find me and I'm not evaporated from the internet yet, please go to mattbelair.com. Um, I'm going to put my podcast. There's a link to where you can get into the membership and things like that. Um, so I just so one of the things that I was really passionate about and still am was helping people connect to their life purpose and their dharma, like whatever that is. Um, you have a different what do you call it? Your something purpose. Find your sacred purpose. Yeah, yeah. Sacred no, purpose. Yeah. yeah. So I think that that's the most important thing that anybody could do because it has nothing to do with money. Like that's the whole hijacking of how do we do it? You'll figure out how you get money there. And if we all knew what our sacred purpose was, and I just call it the soul compass of the direction of an inspired direction growing in your way. And so the, you know, what I like to say to people is like, if you're a beaver pretending to be a bald eagle or vice versa, both of them are gonna have terrible experiences because not, not what they're meant to do. And so if we can figure out what that is, I think it's the most empowering thing we can do to make change on the planet because we don't need anything else. The, the money and the income and all those other things will be a, a side project. So 
Um, if you go to the website, there's this ah, kitty. There's, <laughs> there's, He's uh, on every video. Yeah, that's amazing. There's uh, Soul Compass and and the Quantum Heart Hypnosis, and those are the two foolproof ways of literally figuring that out, like 100% success. You know, you use the hypnosis, and then you go through Soul Compass. You will 100% know your direction, and it is always 100% of service to other people in some way. And so, when nice. you connect to the energy of it. Then you're like, I will do this for five or ten years, like Master Go, who could break the the stone, right? It took him years of of effort. So if you're not willing to put five or ten years into it, you haven't figured it out yet. It's just a direction, and like you said with the podcast, it will evolve over time. The thing that you do next, and it doesn't mean you quit your day job and you go do it right away. What it means is you can now be so inspired that you're going to put that effort there, and then when you're living in it fully, you're going to be like, heck yeah, this is amazing. I'm so happy I did this and all you're going to want to do is help bring other people into it because if you have all the most important things you don't need the material stuff as much you don't need it at all like the material stuff is a bonus you know if I were super rich I would probably have a baller car because I love cars and they're a ton of fun but I'm not like doing the thing that I need to feel cool I just love them I want to I'm adrenaline junkie I want to go snowboarding in Alaska I want to do all kinds of stuff but if I'm just trying to get the car to feel cool I'm going to be empty you know, there's no fulfillment there. And so, so many people have material stuff, but no fulfillment. This is the bridge of both of those worlds. And it's so important now. And it can be small. We don't all have to be these huge things of like, you know, you know, a podcast with millions of downloads and all that kind of stuff. It Like one guy I'm like coaching now, he's like, oh, you know, got to get the views or whatever. I was like, dude, I just put out a podcast. It's got 436 views on Facebook. That pisses me off because I've been doing this for so long, but I'm like, it's not about the views right like how does that only have 436 that's not up to me what's up to me is show is showing up to work in something that i'm inspired to do and create mm -hmm. i'm honoring myself so that way when i go to the other side and die like you 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 did the best you knew how you mm -hmm. only knew a little bit but you tried at least and i think that's all we're required to do is just to be honest with ourselves to try and that's what we're going to get that you know spiritual force the universe um, that's going to help us and push us along but it has nothing to do with how much you acquire you can figure out the financial aspect but you know when you have both of them service with the financial aspect and we're all doing that all we're going to be doing is picking people up because if we look at the world all people are doing is crabbing the bucket and attacking people you have to be the one lifting people up finding those opportunities doing that thing and you do that by being honest um with yourself and who you are not to me is, is the best way there's a lot of books on personal development and different ways to get there but when you get to that core thing of this is what i'm doing and this is my direction all of it everything else is just a detailed map and adventure of your own choose your own adventure of the wild quest and experience of life uh that you'll you'll go through but by your own design not by default not by someone else's whims right mm -hmm. who's got jobs now government officials, insurance companies, and banks. And, and all those people are like, stay, do what I say. It's like, nah, <laughs> you know, who's getting wiped out? The entrepreneurs, the visionaries, everybody, you know, who, who are employing so many different people. And mostly entrepreneurs I know that are good ones, inspire their employees to do the same. This is a starting point. You need to work, you need to save your money, you need to effort it, and then choose your own vision and then work your butt off for that. So that's my rant. What a good <laughs> rant. Oh my God, I love it. We're so in alignment with our values. It's It's been a, a complete pleasure to uh, speak with you and host you. Do visit mattbelair.com. Take him up on uh, a variety of programs that point towards purpose and God. I see that's a big subject that you help people with. I know that's extremely needed. 
So um, Matt's, Matt's podcast is fabulous. You, you, there's absolutely no end. You put a video out like every day or something. I've got you on, uh, on my bell and uh, like, Matt again, Matt again. That's amazing. Such a great example of uh, what you can produce when you are really inspired, truly moved from a place of uh, not fear, but, but love. So God bless you, Matt. It's been amazing to have this conversation. Really, really enjoyed it so much. I really appreciate the invite and I really appreciate what you're doing and the display of the, the King's Heroes is recognizing, oh, this is a new belief. So that's that's all things are, you know, you get new information and then you just, you have to alchemize that that experience, you know? So I think it's a beautiful intention. I've never seen anything like it. And it's, you know, I just saw it and it was like personal for me. That was nice because I've just been getting shit kicked for a long time now. So it's just like, is it okay just to be a white guy with a beard that's like a little bit more masculine, you know? But I'm like, I'm the most sensitive, empathetic person that I know. So it's just like, come on, man. Like, let's just, let's just be reasonably here, people. But uh, it's a shit show. So I, I appreciate your work and what you're doing too. Oh, good. No, you're highly celebrated here. So I, I love being a safe haven for men because they are used to being uh, attacked these days and it's uh, you know you can only take so much and uh, yeah there's there's so much recognition due so it's it's a really good thing to watch you appreciate it teamwork teamwork oh yeah it's it, it, a lot a lot of selfishness going on there too because honestly the more people like you that I meet that I'm aware of that you're doing your work out there it, it's easier for me to relax sometimes and uh, and not have to always wear the masculine energy which has been kind of a habit over my lifetime as well so it's a, it's a good thing god bless you and Beautiful. thank you <laughs> thank you thank you I'm, I'm gonna stay on for a couple of minutes and say hi to my chat who i unfortunately ignore when when we're doing the interview so i can really hear what you're saying and uh, but i wish you have a, a beautiful rest of your day i'm gonna send you my book if that's okay i would i would be honored i very much you're gonna sign it though right I will have to, yeah, it'll take a little bit longer for that. So, uh, but I, yeah, I, I have to order them. And then I just sold my last one yesterday that I could have signed, but I'm not signed. Right. Yeah. 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 Good. Awesome. Good for you. Yeah. I get my Amazon is crazy. Like I, I get the books and then, so I pay for the books. I ship to my house and then I ship them out to the people. I'm like, I'm literally paying for people. to read. <laughs> I know at that, at that lens, especially in Canada. <laughs> Because yeah, I, I, in Canada, yeah, exactly, yeah. It's just like oh, shit. I was like, if I were to send an autograph book, I was like, honestly, it's like fifty bucks. Like, if I'm gonna make ten dollars, that's like fifty bucks. I'm like, here, just whatever. <laughs> I know, I it's know, crazy. I know, it's yeah. madness, exactly. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah, I look forward to staying in touch. I really do appreciate the invite and what you're doing. And, and yeah, I look forward to staying in touch in the NOL community and all that. We we got this. We I feel optimistic too. People are like you, and and you're you're just planting the flag of like, hey, who wants to like talk about the truth and make a change and this but it's challenging times right nobody nobody wants to be first over the line right you get shot first like, oh darn i'm not doing that yeah yeah <laughs> but but you obviously have that pioneer blood right like you're willing to be the tip of the spear or or whatever it is i've got that in me i had pioneer mm -hmm. ancestors that survived completely against the odds and here mm -hmm. i am so thanks to that energy in in people when you got it it's a good thing I appreciate you. Okay, well, enjoy the chat. Tell everybody I said what's up. I really appreciate the invite. Okay, my pleasure. Love you lots. Okay. See ya. Okay, bye. bye. Alrighty, how beautiful was that? I love that guy. I knew I loved him before, but the, the ability to talk with him personally was amazing. And uh, it gives me pain when I just X out without really saying and uh, and seeing what you guys have been saying. So hello, Pirate Pete. I always appreciate your comments. 
How fuckery. I love your name. <laughs> Will you sing to us tonight and tuck us in, in uh, Mama Bearbath? Aww. I, I, I need to do more singing. I need to, uh, to come on. I was thinking that I might... I might start coming on a little bit in the evenings, not on camera, because it's annoying to have to um, have light and it's it, light directed my eyes and it ruins my sleep. But uh, but I've got this beautiful mic and a cat who sings in the mic too, so maybe I will I will do some more singing for you guys. It'd be great. Hello, Mike New. I'm I'm glad you were here, Cam. I'm glad you set us up. This is so fun. I love those connections. Celtic girl, we will win absolutely. Um, yeah, and then there's some conversation I wasn't part of. That's okay. I don't hold it against you. You guys often have great conversations. Uh, great laugh and sensibility, Matt. He really does. I mean, isn't he natural? He's a totally natural being, that one. There's there's just no pretense, and it's a beautiful thing. It's really all we want from people is is that authentic delivery, being who they are, and that it doesn't matter how you know how great or not great how big an audience or or small an audience it's the authenticity that really is the food for us <clears throat> churches have been totally usurped when trump got rid of johnson okay i'll let you guys talk about that and uh, pirate was late i won't hold it against you and uh, apparently we're the best yay i like being the best king hero's journey it's awesome mike i uh Totally appreciate. I am sending you a book. It is going to be new and improved, by the way. I've had somebody go through it with a, an extremely fine tooth comb. God bless her. If you're looking for a good editor, I can finally recommend one. I cannot re recommend any one I've worked with uh, previously, but this one has been excellent. A, a beautiful, beautiful match. Made in heaven, I have to say. So it's going to be just in time for those of you who are looking for um, ways to appreciate your friends and family that you can't see, or, or is that just us? Christmas is canceled around here, and my family isn't speaking to me, so now I'm looking at other ways to celebrate, and uh, my book just might be a good way to help other people deal with their, um, their fears, their depression, their anxiety, uh, and make the decision to be on their own hero's journey. Hello, Carol Rushing. Nice to see you. It's been a while. <clears throat> I appreciate your kind words. That's lovely. Hello, John. Hello, Joy4118. Did I say that right? And uh, yeah, they, they want to destroy our creative. That's all they have is that uh, ability to take what we create and, and turn it upside down. We have all the power. We were given dominion over the the birds and over the the land creatures and the air creatures and the water creatures and the angels themselves right we have to start waking up to this power to that end i am hosting i finally got it together the the course is called primal power and it is archetypes for deprogramming the new world disorder this is something that came to me late one night it's not the new world order that is the upside down part Right? Order is God's domain. Disorder is what we're dealing with. So you need to deprogram that shit like Matt was just talking about. He's a great uh, avenue to travel for that purpose and I will have something ready for you. Likely I'm going to actually start the course second week in January, but I'm announcing it right away. So if it's something you want to hear about, please do put your hand up and let me know. And uh, yeah, Jay, um, it was a great rant and fuck you to masks as well. Now I'm uh, swearing my ass off here, strong words. Subbed, thank you, Ordinary Bear. I don't know if that was, uh, I think you were already subbed here. 
I thought Matt was still on YouTube, but it, I, it, he made it sound like he just got kicked off. And uh, Hannah Maria, Celtic girl, feel free to introduce me. I would like to meet her. It's always more fun where there's an introdu introduction. I did just get a hold of Tom Cowan, and he has agreed to an interview. So if you're not familiar, Dr. Uh, Tom Cowan has written a, uh, an amazing book on the myth of contagion, very similar in some ways to the way that uh, Andrew Kaufman talks about viruses. And so that was a beautiful thing. I just reached out to him and he responded. So hello, Don Seymour. Thanks for posting that link. I don't know what that is. Oh, Matt Beller's channel. Perfect. So go subscribe to Matt Beller if you haven't already. Very good. And um, well, I, I still may have to run, but I love you guys. And uh, if you visit bethmartins.com and you would like to get into the stream of info about this new course coming up, I'm going to be really polite and not just mass market to everybody. So I'm going to I'm going to email you and, and say, if you want to hear about this, then I'm going to share about it. It is definitely a way to get closer to God. This is something through the conversations that I've had with several of you that was a, a desire to to feel that what what Matt was talking about, that faith, that ability to walk and know that, OK, I'm just going to go through this door and I don't I can't see even two moves ahead of me, but I'm going to have faith that there is something really, truly that I can't see, but it is what we need and want at this time. So definitely teaching about faith, teaching about free will of choice. Thank you, Heartline Realm. I will uh, add you to my list and send you some information about that. If you don't want to share your email here, feel free to email me at beth at bethmartins.com, just in case that uh, makes you nervous in any way. And I treat your email like gold. I'm going to be teaching you about how to navigate victim energy. We are being victimized. There is no way around it. 100% that's what's happening. But if we assume the psyche of the victim, or if we allow that unconscious programming to continue to run and operate us, we're cooked. And there's a, a good trap in there because the, the, the victim is very close to perpetrator. They're two sides of the same program. So I'm going to be teaching about this, how not to fall in that trap, how not to hate people who wear masks, how not to hate people who aren't waking up, how to uh, have the natural compassion that you do have to deprogram that victim mentality that has us both attacking and being attacked at the same time. Also going to teach you about accepting your sacred journey, your purpose, getting on your path and uh, having that clear direction. Do Matt's course. That sounds amazing because direction is what you need to to move forward and uh, and be open to new things as you go in your life. So thank you, Carol, for putting your hand up. I definitely will uh, will uh, keep you posted about this course if that's what you guys are talking about. <clears throat> And I love you lots. I wish I could stay here all day. I probably will be back at some point tomorrow. There might be a little bit of singing. Um, well, maybe we'll just end with a little bit of toning. You guys join me if you're if you're live here. Singing, meow, meow, meow. 
It, he's saying, now, now, I've been patient so long. I'm not patient anymore. I'm going to rip the crap out of your door. <laughs> so I have to go. Okay, you guys are talking amongst yourself, and I, I wish you all the best. Have a beautiful rest of your day, and I love you a lot. Bye, guys.